A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Are you introing? Oh, I thought you were introing because you were reading. It is a special week this week, you you guys. Um, I am introing. Shelby is keeping me on that straight and narrow, and I am just everywhere. All at once, you guys are losing me. It's just, it's a week. It's a week. It, It. We've gotten yeah. a lot from the Taylor verse. Yes, yeah, no, it's been it's been a hot mess personally and for my Taylor fandoming. But um, wait, so yeah. does your hot mess personally directly relate to your feelings of Taylor, or the, are those? No, I'm falling apart here, forgetting when we're supposed to record. Who's introing? Even though you literally just confirmed it was me. And it's because I'm, I'm like, just, we're moving in a few weeks. Everything's starting to feel more stressful, Um, but keeping it together. And also, yeah, I do feel like, you know, we skipped last week because work stuff, life happens, Um, Mm -hmm. but it happened to be like the wildest week, just like the lowest of lows I've ever (laughs) felt as a Swifty. Yeah. Uh, we're crawling back out. We're crawling back out. I'm feeling Hopefully. better each day. <laughs> I just I have so many questions that we'll get into later yeah. on. Um, yeah. I, I'm feeling a little reminiscent of 2016. Yeah, which we could go back to that getaway car, um, but it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, much different choices of vehicles um, than it was a Range Rover or Jaguar, and now she's just slumming it in a Corolla or I don't know what was going through her mind. But yeah, I mean, it's there's so much to cover and it's been such a short amount of time that I honestly have like whiplash from all the just like back and forth, balls in the air, Mm -hmm. performances, announcements, releases, leaks, like all sorts of stuff. Speeches Um, that shows that now no longer make sense. Yeah. I mean, Taylor, I mean, I, I think last time we, uh, we podcasted was after my Philly show. Yeah. Um, and I think the week after that, Taylor had said, oh, she's never been happier in never. all spe- aspects of her life. So she basically said, I kind of just want to tell you, I don't know, I've just never been this happy in my life in all aspects of my life ever before. And I just want to thank you for being a part of that. It's just not a tour. I just sort of feel like my life finally like it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that and he, was like right after the Maddie Healy like relationship was taking off. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like a very pointed like line in the sand. Like I know you guys hate him, but I've never been happier type thing. Yeah. Lots of feelings there. Um, mm-hmm. And we talked about that last episode where I especially – I don't know. I think I – I will never like Maddie Healy as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that there is something to be said about the lack of maybe critical thinking or contextualizing or kind of reactive, the rashing like blood in the water style of pile on that a lot of, a lot of people get in this era. Including us. Oh yeah. Yeah. there There are things where, you know, I'm not a 1975 fan. I don't follow the tour. I don't know what he does. So I didn't know that at every single 
tour or every single show, he intros saying some kind of weird line and then his band cuts him off. Like when he introed, yeah, you know, I don't think this is racist or anything. <laughs> and then his band cut him off. Like yeah. I didn't know that. Like there was a lot of situations that I wasn't aware of and maybe mm-hmm. – some people have called this out, um, researched a bit more, which I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I could have researched a bit more. I thought I did, but it was just all clickbait. Um, on that podcast he was on, he didn't say anything about I Spice. He was encouraging. He was laughing. He later yeah. on went to say things not about I Spice, about another subject that we've covered on a different um, episode that were a little bit alarming. So there were things that were like definitely like – you know, not just clickbait. And we well, I wouldn't say it's clickbait. I think I stand by my feelings on oh. his like level of like troll behavior. I yeah. think it is problematic and I think he is protected by a lot of, you know, white privilege and he's more mm-hmm. than happy to take punches at marginalized communities and then try to like Back pretend up. the impact doesn't matter, that he didn't mean anything, that it's mm-hmm. like like even his profile in the New Yorker that came out where he kind of dug in on making those jokes about ghetto gaggers and the um the ice spice mockery of it all. He's like, "Yeah, I just wanted to do something not serious." And it's like, "No one takes it seriously. No one actually cares." And it's like, "Well, people do because you have influence and you have an impact." And I think that's what's frustrating about this brand of like anti-performative performativeness, like where mm-hmm. it's like He's trying to like say, I don't need, I don't take on any responsibility for your feelings on what I'm doing, but if I'm you're still going to make. Night, that's yeah. your fault. Why, if, <laughs> yeah. if what I say keeps you up, then you need to rethink your life decisions. That's yeah. basically what he said, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, and I think that's part of why I was like getting the ick from Taylor finding that attractive mm-hmm. or like forgivable or understandable because she dances that line sometimes too as far as how people perceive her um, allyship or kind of performative aspects of feminism or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so when they were together, it's just like, I do <laughs> still like, I would love to know what she was thinking, but I also feel like we already know what she was thinking, which is that for both of them, I think they share that sort of idea that, oh, people shouldn't care. People are just haters. People aren't thinking critically. And I'm like Mm -hmm. above it because they, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like everyone's just fake wanting something out of this and I'm actually doing the work, but you're actually like harming people who are actively, you know, like people of color fans, um, LGBTQ fans are like, um, maybe not, maybe try more. Maybe this is like, you know, feeling a little queer baby at times. Mm -hmm. And there's not this willingness to really like grow or understand or acknowledge harm done or explore other avenues of growth. And I'm not giving him any excuses. I'm just saying that there were two instances where I was like, okay, that was out of context. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse what he went on to say and what he has continued to do. One thing that I didn't know because I was researching the Easter eggs in the Karma video. um, There was – so in January, I spiced it at Ask Me Anything for Elle. And it's like that video where you just ask Mm. all these questions, like who would you want to collab with? What keeps you up at night? What couldn't you live without? And one thing they asked was what 
what couldn't you live about? And she was like, I know it's corny, but I have to say music. When I get up, music. When I shower, music. When I do this, music. Da, 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 da. And then she says, people aren't going to, you know, they, they would never guess this, but I listen to a lot of alternative music. Specifically, shout out Coldplay in 1975. I'm obsessed with them. So if she's obsessed with 1975, this came out in January. I yeah. do wonder, I, I sh- maybe I should have done more research. I just watched this video, so I didn't really have the time. I was wondering when the podcast for Maddie Healy came out. And if she's such a fan of 1975, is she a... Does she like the music? Does she know the band? Is she used to their their humor? Is she more like, oh yeah, that's just Maddie? Um, very interested in that because I didn't realize that she was a huge 1975 fan until yeah. today. Yeah, I know. It boggles the mind. I mean, obviously a lot of people are fans, like even Jack Antonoff, who like is sort of the f- friend that introduced them or kind of supposedly by sources really was excited by the matchup mm-hmm. like it's like that's the thing is <laughs> cancel culture <laughs> i like have issues with this idea that cancel culture causes real harm to people and I, I and i kind of like bristle at the parasocial idea of fans being like we don't understand the full story like i'm not saying i understand the full story but i'm saying when something's presented i think people can react to it and just the same way some people don't like Taylor Swift will never be satisfied by Taylor Swift. I think it's it's not bad for people to have opinions. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really, you know, it, like I think I saw all these articles that were like, mm, fans need to give Taylor a break. She's allowed to have her like, what was it? Like sick boy era or whatever. <laughs> like her sleazeball summer um sleazeball summer. yeah <laughs> and they're like you guys just don't you need to calm down and it's like well I don't know I think it's a complicated situation and like I can see how some people think like people like me reacted mm-hmm. too strongly against Maddie but I yeah. like I am someone who thinks that with great power comes great responsibility and I would wish that these people who have modes of multiple levels of impact and reach would be more thoughtful in how they engage with that and instead of being like the Maddie Healy like lib troll where he's like nothing matters and you guys are all phony for trying Mm -hmm. and also being the more calculated and like controlled and um really buttoned up yeah purveyor of issues that Taylor Swift is. I think it's just like, it's complicated for me to like care about these people as people (laughs) while also being really attached to the art they make. And like, Mm -hmm. so I think the Maddie Healy thing was one thing, but then watching her kind of like spin out with this midnights till the dawn and after the dark, all of that was just like, what is happening? Like it felt Mm -hmm. so off brand for her. Yeah. From my perspective. The late night edition until the dawn edition. It was really interesting because, you know, as of this moment, when she released on May 24th, she announced the Karma with Ice Spice yeah. and the two new – it was two, right? Two edi- two new editions, the Till Dawn and the late night edition. Um, she was still publicly with Maddie. Last time she yeah. was seen with Maddie was – they were on a date on May 25th. And it was – Two separate albums. Um, 
we had a Hits Differently on the Till Dawn edition, Karma on both editions, and then You're Losing Me on the Late Night edition where you could only buy at concerts. Uh, and it was just kind of just so many questions. First, yeah. like, I Spice, like a lot of questions were, were asked and then subsequently answered at that night's show of when this happened, why this yeah. happened. Um motives behind it cash grab of it all why two albums why only one at the show it it just kind of like made people even more frustrated in the situation yeah it felt very like haphazard and and convenient it felt like if like I I want to believe Taylor when she says I spice reach out to me this has been in the works for months like but it was Mm -hmm. strange that it was like so relevant to the current bad press she was getting around her relationship. And I, again, we don't know the full story. I I think it does seem plausible that she has been a fan of Ice Spice, that Ice Spice has reached out to her and that they did have this in the books. Um, and I also think to your point, it's possible that Ice Spice didn't take that podcast too seriously or that Maddie had talked to her privately, like whatever. There's a lot that could have happened that makes it less like tokeny than it felt. But I feel like them knowing what the press angle would be, they should have gotten out of it a little differently mm-hmm. where they should have given us that clarity up front because it did feel kind of yucky um, to trot out like this young black artist in a way that felt like it was cleaning up her mess almost or like mm-hmm. scrubbing her, you know, search history or like irrelevant um, <laughs> relationship tags. Mm-hmm. And like, and so it was kind of like, huh. And then on top of it, you have the fact that yes, she's doing these like two additional albums, which felt so like almost desperate or like really thirsty or kind of entitled to like ask for fans to buy more after already doing an entire promotion cycle on having to have four vinyls of the same record to complete a clock. Mm -hmm. And it's like, (laughs) it's like someone did the math and there's like, five editions or six editions of Midnight's at this point and not a single one has every single song on it because it's like, like you said, hits different, ends up on some and not others. And then when she put You're Losing Me on the physical copy, she hilariously took off Glitch and Paris. Yes. And so then it's not a complete Midnight's album either. And so it's just kind of like, it felt so like random and really Mm -hmm. aggressive and we've always respected Taylor as like a capitalist genius and like she's yeah. constantly breaking records. But this just felt like so hungry in a way that we haven't seen since her, you know, 1989 era. Because even in the Lover era, she was like, yeah, you know, you turn 30 and you don't really get many more chances to do this. So this might be my last shot. And I think there's a part of Taylor that had like believed she'd already peaked and was like, okay, let's just settle down with like folklore, surprise drop, evermore. But as those like catapulted her to a new high, she was suddenly like, (laughs) I don't know. She's like, I have records I need to break. Like I need Mm -hmm. to, I I need to cross this line again. And, and she's doing it. I mean, she's the first artist ever in history to have 10 separate albums charting on Billboard 200 at the same time, which is an unheard of achievement. Um, But it sort of is like, 
it feels kind of exploitative at a certain point when when your fans are already spending thousands of dollars on tickets, they've already bought multiple different versions of the album, and you're still not giving access to the last version of the album unless you go to a show in person. Yeah. And like, think about people who like have already been to their show or can't go to the show. I'm sure she's going to drop it as a single. It's just, when are you going to do it? Um, she's just trying to hit those records. Um, and she's using every, every excuse that she can. Like, I forgot to mention, we got Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey. (laughs) Like there's just a lot of things that she's like, okay, they asked for this. I'm going to do this. Like, oh, I'm giving them what they want, but for a price, because you have to do what I want. (laughs) Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I mean, hopefully iSpice is getting a bunch of money, new coverage, like new fans. Yeah. We realize that she has played iSpice in her opening like playlist before she comes on stage since the beginning of tour. So there is some like proven goodwill there. But it is also like, I wish, I don't know what she could have said. And I recognize that that's a frustrating <laughs> criticism to have because Mm -hmm. if she'd been like if she'd addressed it head on it still might have rang false to me but it's just would have been like why are you dating him though like it's still a question of (laughs) why like are you just trying like are you going to be backpedaling and making excuses like there's just a lot of unanswered situation to the parasocial of it all you know, a lot of people are like, okay, like you don't know them. You really don't know them. Um, I was just listening to or watching Lauren Lipman's coverage of mm. like just deep diving into Maddie Healy. And it's yeah. pretty good. It was an hour. She kind of like went into the facts. She did her research on everything. Um, and she did say, like, you guys don't know Taylor, like parasocial. You don't know her. It's like, yeah, we don't. But she's made her career at, out of having us feel like we do know her yeah so when you make your career out of that you have to be expecting something like this to happen yeah when you do something controversial yeah and I mean we've been doing this for like mm, what six. five years six I'm years <laughs> yeah <almost six>. absolutely <laughs> wild <laughs> I know we've seen so many iterations of of Taylor's promotional style yeah. her diaristic writing, her refusal to acknowledge what songs are about, but then also playing into knowing fans will talk about what the song is about, her saying she did, she wants to write fiction, then going back to Midnight's. Like, so I feel like we have a pretty keen sense of like how she usually posits herself, like positions herself. And it just, it felt it felt really wild, like kind of like out of left field. And it did feel like someone reeling from a breakup mm-hmm. at it's a level different. that none of us can really relate to yeah. <laughs> where it's like, she is insisting she's happy. She's, she's going into a studio and writing a song about a breakup and then throwing it on a an album as a from the vault track. And it's like, do we know exactly how that breakup happened? No. But the clues from the song seem to imply like, oh, it was a slow demise. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Midnight's came out as it did with Paris, with the Glitch, ending with Mastermind, like with Sweet Nothings, with all of that, it seemed clear that there was kind of a chance or a hope that they would still mm-hmm. make it. Yeah, yeah. And so the fact that when it didn't, when the news broke – when she's suddenly gallivanting around town, insisting she's fine, and then throwing in this like <laughs> surprise song. 
which yeah. we would have thought we would have gotten on the next album. Yes. Not as like a vaulted track, yeah. which is giving a lot of people like, oh, this is actually a breakup album. The yeah. Glitch is really about Maddie. Like a lot of, you know, it's giving the, <laughs> the, the fuel, the, fan, the fuel to that fire. Yes. Yeah. Which is wild to see because, because I think there is this like need to kind of like clean up or explain Taylor's actions within the fandom where it's like Mm -hmm. there is that like idea that we deeply personally know her but then we're also like resistant to other readings of it like even when the news broke that Joe and her broke up it was like no 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 they wouldn't why how could she release a song called sweet nothing and then break up with this guy Mm -hmm. that would be trauma but then when she was with Maddie Healy it's like no 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 no. they're not dating but then once it was it's like okay well she's happy with him it's glitch it's like it's a happy circumstance and then they break up and it's like you're losing me she needs to get back with Joe it's just like all over the place speaking of Joe did you see that he was like um like driving he was in like going on coach on a train and was taking pictures with Swifties. Like he was uh-uh. like it back in, you know, the peasant life, I guess, <laughs> you know, with us in coach. Enjoying the sweet nothings. Freedom. Enjoying yeah. The sweet nothings. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to get into you're losing me next week, I think. Yeah. Um, Cause there's just so much to cover this week catching up. And it's like a, yeah. it's a really interesting and beautiful song. And I think it does explore a lot of themes that have, been peppered throughout their love songs and like relationship songs and parallels yeah yeah. and I think it is interesting to think of when she wrote it and when she felt ready to release it and if it was kind of weaponized at a time to turn attention away from her current relationship to show people like Mm -hmm. no I was really hurting or more cynically like they'll care about this breakup more than they care about my happiness type thing. Like let, let's just feed them the, <laughs> feed them the cake and let them eat it. Um, so yeah, it was kind of an interesting couple weeks. Um, and then you had the news la- yesterday, Monday that um, they broke up. Yeah. Which uh, unsurprisingly, so another thing that Maddie Healy does on a show that I am <sighs> introduced to yeah. and he stopped doing it when he was, dating Taylor was kissing random fans, bringing fans on stage and kissing them. There was one time in July when she was at a show that he was like, I am not going to kiss any in front, anyone in front of our queen Taylor Swift. Like, you know, it was very much like not going to kiss her, going to respect her. And then once they started like dating, I guess for the past three or four weeks, he wasn't kissing anybody. And so news broke that they broke up on the, the 5th, but on the second, people are already rumoring that they had broken up because he had kissed his security, like the security guard for the venue. So people are like, oh, yeah, they're broken up. Yeah. They're broken up. That was the yeah. surefire sign. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's like, did she do it because the bad press? Was it really just a fling? Like, how much does she care about her image versus her happiness? Are we supposed to feel guilty they broke up? But the 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 line that came out as soon as TMZ broke the news was like very PR. It was like, oh, it was never anything serious. It was mm-hmm. never anything serious. And yeah, it's like, they okay, realized well. <laughs> they're not really compatible with each other. And yeah, Taylor's friends just you. want her to be happy. They want the best. Yeah. 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 So it, it never felt like it was going to be serious until she just like dug her heels in. But then yeah. as soon as they got distance, I think it was easy to break up without feeling as embarrassed if she'd done it right when her fans hated him, you know? 
I mean, didn't they still kind of? Yeah, but at least it wasn't like. (laughs) It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. And it's just all confusing for me because if it was like, oh, you know, you you hear all these things that they were just, um, they were never meant to be serious. And she was just letting off steam after her stifled six-year relationship. But it also just seems like really interesting on like the way they both went about it. Her and Maddie, he like it seemed like really not, I don't know if it was serious, but for the public, he was like yeah. flying from the other side of the world to be at her show three nights yeah. in a row. You saw with friends and family and he was like singing on stage. Like they were just very, very public when she went from such a calculated, quiet relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we know that she can, she can not be seen. She knows yeah. how to be stealth. She knows how to like be in disguise. Like if she didn't yeah. want to be seen, she didn't have to. But this was very calculating on her part. Like, was it a PR relationship? A PR relationship gone wrong? Was it really her just sowing her wild oats? And if she was just sowing, then why make it so public? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. where I'm confused too. Like it seems like I could believe a scenario where she's like, you know, it's a rebound. You think it's serious, but then you realize like, hmm. This isn't really – it's kind of messy or that she's still heartbroken or that mm-hmm. she's not in a good place. Like I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, but it is also like maybe <laughs> there is that level of, you know, having a friend go through a breakup and suddenly they're like posting way more on social media to try and make their ex jealous, jealous or like mm-hmm. sad or whatever. And I don't know if that was part of it, but it all feels it, – it just did reek of a really – miscalculation which is rare for our queen yeah. taylor I, um, yeah it's been rare in the past six seven yeah. years i mean because we saw i mean 2016 and we had you know you, you see a lot of uh we thought she had learned from her ways yeah if you will and then you also yeah. have you know miss americana miss america do- documentary where she was like uh, are you still there Okay, good. You're frozen like the Taylor, yeah, yeah. like VI, oh. you know, in reputation. Where she's like, <laughs> you're talking so reputation? You're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you do have, I, I mean, I'm kind of forgetting where I'm going. Okay, so you do, I saw your guys' post on PS, you're wrong for your guys' episode this week. Oh, yeah. And we texted back and forth about it how, like, in Miss Americana, she wanted to be on the right side of history. She wanted to, like, be more vocal politically. She wanted to have her her voice heard. She wanted to be a voice for marginalized people. And we had, you talked about your frustrations in Florida. Um, she didn't say yeah. anything. But the moment it turned June, the moment the, yes. the, the clock struck midnight on Pride Month, she, you know, very rightfully yeah. so because, you know, every single company in the world is also doing this too, you know, taking that, that moment to – to you know, rep, you talk about you need to calm down and how important it is that she's an ally. What are your thoughts on there? Give us a little highlight on Matt's thoughts too. <laughs> I mean, I think Matt's someone who will never be pleased, and I think that's fine. I mean, he is entitled to that. I think for me, the bar is so low on what I expect from Taylor at this point that mm-hmm. I was happy she said something. Yeah. I, I know you texted me. You're like, finally. Yes. <laughs> and I also want to like shake the people who were like, oh, she can never say anything. It's too hard. It's too dangerous. She's too mm-hmm. at risk. Her fans are too at risk. No, it's that easy. Like it's literally that easy. And um, I think it's good that she she acknowledged that and also – tried to she wasn't just like feel good like everyone deserves love but she explicitly was like there's some really bad legislation you need to be aware of who Mm -hmm. you're voting for what they're saying about people you love what they're saying about people you want to feel safe and like 
try to do this. And I like that. I think it's like, you know, probably about as much as we can expect from Taylor. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's important to acknowledge that it was very self-centering. She, like you said, very was very referential to what she's done, how she's a great ally, how she does this and this and this. And it's like, it feels a little less authentic and more defensive when you do that. And it's also like, look at me, aren't I good? Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, what can we do more? And I know people will be like, oh, you're nitpicking. I'm not. I'm just trying to point out that to your point, there is this sort of danger zone when it comes to June and Pride Month and like what these corporations and personalities are doing and choosing to do and what they're profiting from doing. Um, That was the bare minimum that she could do. And trying to protect herself by pointing out a list of things she has done just proves that she feels insecure in in how she's viewed by the LGBTQ community or the people who think she should be doing more. So to be like, I wrote a song where I talked about queens and, you know, nobody can make you less gay. Like, it's like, you're not doing yourself favors by highlighting that because that too isn't that impressive in Mm. the year of 2023. Like, I think I want her to start flexing more and I hope this is just one small step forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like her... 2014 brand of feminism there's just a lack of real um depth to it and and you just hope that she's learning and growing (laughs) yeah like we don't know like what she does in her personal life like yeah what she says so maybe she is you know more of an activist and she's putting on like frontwardly this is Mm -hmm. just like her business her marketing her you know maybe that's just what it is and that's what you know, we all hope for. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of people are quick to point out, well, actually she had a trans actor in her music video. She has mm. queer dancers on her show. Yeah. She's has black backup singers. She's been, uh, you know, walking the walk, so to speak, in who she hires and the diversity on set and maybe behind the scenes. I don't know about that, but I think yeah. it's easy to want to make excuses because the bar is so low for celebrities in general. And there's been so many horrific examples of like really whitewashed spaces and, um, you know, marginalized voices and abuse and all of that. And those are all good things that she's doing. And she has, you know, donated to different LGBT communities, but it's hard when she's happy to do them very publicly, very forward facing during a month when it's expected of her. Because yeah. she did the same thing with Lover with the rollout of You Need to Calm Down. And she's benefiting from these things financially. You know, yeah. she was promoting a song, she's promoting a tour, she's referencing things she does to get more attention for what she wants. And I think it's just kind of it's a hard dance. Um And I'm glad she said something. I really am. I think it was like better than I probably expected. (laughs) But it's still just when you sent me that text, you're like, finally. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. But then back in my head, I was like, but it's also like Pride Month. Yeah, exactly. It's like (laughs) it's rainbow washing. Yeah. And um, and she's I don't think she's a homophobe. I would hope not. You know, the way she touts um, the love and the you know, the people behind the scenes and the actors and uh, performers she works with. But it is like, 
is the bare minimum, you know? <laughs> and I think some people want me to be satisfied with that. They're like, no, celebrities aren't going to save us. And I'm like, I get that, but I'm also not going to give her like props for doing the the literal least she can do, which is acknowledge it yeah. once and hope no one brings it up again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she is speaking now. So, you know, can, you know, speak now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, we we did get a, uh, an insight the same day that, you know, the news of um, her and Maddie were broken up. Apparently, you know, I am obviously not on the Swift space. Miss um, uh, Shelby had told me that earlier yesterday, oh, yeah. tracks were leaked, right? Or yeah. Track titles were leaked. Yeah. Someone like leaked a, a, the back picture of the album, like with the full track list. And pretty immediately after, like within an hour or two, Taylor was like, I'm so excited to share the back <laughs> of the album, which she's done before. And I get it. Like she wants to own it and release it. And I don't think there's any harm done. A lot of Swifties feel like we were robbed of some sort of puzzle that she would have done to give us the oh, it's vault tracks because yeah. that's what she's done for Red and Fearless. I don't know, though, if she was going to because it seems like she could have just done that, too, because mm-hmm. not everyone, to your point, is chronically online. And so many people would have still had fun puzzling it out if she'd, like, made that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think she was planning on doing it yesterday. I think the leak forced her hand. But I also don't know if she was, like, punishing us by not giving us the, like, vault puzzle. She was punishing us because of how we've been treating her. Yeah. <laughs> Of Maddie. That's what she's like, doing. I broke up and I'm not giving you anything else. Yeah. But we have six vault tracks that are going to be very interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure what, what exactly to to get out of it. Uh, but, you know, hoping for some kind of Dear John, like, mm. punch in the face. But we have Electric Touch featuring Fallout Boy, When Emma Falls in Love, I Can See You, Castles Crumbling featuring Haley Williams, which we knew Haley Williams was being featured on this because someone was doing a meet and greet and they gave them, like a, I think it was like a Speak Now or some yeah. kind of like um, – bracelet i think it's a spruce yeah now, it French a of bracelet. Now, yeah. And she's like oh so interesting this you're giving so it to me now <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. um so that's fun and then foolish one and timeless and basically taylor had said on her instagram that she chose artists to to work with for these who she like lyrically had had uh, inspired her during the time that she was writing Speak Now. Yeah. And also these people are like Fall Out Boy, very, very much so. That time, the era, Paramore, there you go. Yes. Um, and so I'm excited to, I, you know, Fall Out Boy and Electric Touch, like I'm really excited for that song. When Emma Falls in Love, everyone's like, ooh, what is that about? Castle's crumbling. Everyone's going to – I'm very excited for it these have we heard any of these ones i don't know i don't think so i saw some people on like reddit and twitter being like i can't believe she didn't include like yeah all these other ones that i hadn't heard of like leaked old tracks of hers um so it's possible one of them was renamed or something yeah Yeah. some people are saying those ones weren't on here because speak now is a completely self-written album and the other ones might have been like co-written and they didn't she didn't want anything with anyone else's name on that yeah, I could see that. And also there's a reading where they she wants them for debut or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I haven't heard of any of these. I didn't like look deep on if they're ones we've known. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely like, you know, different 
titles than I maybe expected. Yeah. Like Speak Now's song lists are pretty like straightforward, right? It's like yeah. it's like mine and Dear John and like <laughs> Enchanted. Well, um, Castle's Crumbling, totally see that because yeah. you know, the whole Enchanted, yes. the fairy tale is like dissolving. Foolish One, Timeless. I can see you. Like those yeah. are like, oh yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. When Emma falls in love in electric touch, I'm like, ooh. I know, I'm curious. And that's like her salty era, you know? Like that's something I'm excited to see. Like yeah. obviously we see that she has better revenge than revenge still on this list, which I think was an obvious choice because that's the point of the re-recordings. You know, she mm-hmm. can't just have one she doesn't own floating out there. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if it's reworked in any way like she did with Girl at Home <laughs> inexplicably. Um, I don't I mean, know because Girl at yeah. Home wasn't really popular or widely yeah. known. Better than Revenge. People know that one. <laughs> they know that one. I know. I'm excited to hear it. I, I know that's anti-feminist of me, but I like I want to hear 32-year-old Taylor sing that. Mm-hmm. just to hear it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, but I am I am interested to see the Fallout Boy and Paramore like, or Haley Williams um, features. Yeah. I think that's a style. Like she performed with Fallout Boy at the Victoria's Secret show once. Mm-hmm. And she has that like rock edge that she leans into sometimes that's fun. So yeah. I'll be curious if that's like it has to what be. she's going for. I hope and, it is. Yeah. Because I could see why those would have gotten scrapped just stylistically from Speak Now, which, you know, like Scott Borchetta famously said, is like, well, uh, I'm moving away from the fairy tales, but like maybe not as hardcore as Red ended up being, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious. It'll be nice. So July 7th, we will find out. We will listen. It'll be taking us back. But we're going to flash forward to 2023 and we're going to talk about, you know, what you guys are expecting us to talk about right now karma <laughs> yes. and that music video oh, yes. yes yeah so the it was announced that she do do this feature and it was coming out like 24 hours later mm-hmm. um we had lots of feelings about it i listened to it when i woke up the following morning and i was underwhelmed i mm-hmm. i we joke a lot about her remixes being like some of the <laughs> most forgettable like worst things but I've liked her features like I've liked I I think the most logical comp is Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar another rapper and everyone was comparing this everyone not just you well it's such a good song like I I prefer the Bad Blood remix version like I think their style melded so perfectly he elevated the song and there was like a new like there was a new remix element to it Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting that, like a refresh of the song, which I love. I love Karma. I think it's so fun. But I was expecting something like more poppy, more like more what you get when you have a rap feature on a pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't the best. It felt like really poorly produced. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't seem like Taylor reconfigured her parts. It almost felt like they just spliced her original audio and just had ice spice sing over it um and the like blending of the styles didn't like work for me it Mm -hmm. took the energy out of the song um 
So I, I wasn't should like have a done fan. a new song together because there's not really any songs on out al- on the album, the night's album that I'm like, oh, this right here. Like maybe I don't vigilante shit. I don't know. Like there's just no songs where I'm like, yes, we need like a rap feature. Like, I feel like they should have done an original something, yeah. just the two of them, because that they could have really tore into that. Well, and I think I saw someone who just like like they changed the background, the melody or whatever of the original karma so that it like slows down as Ice Spice comes in and someone did it with the original stuff where it just keeps the level and it's more engaging like it's more energetic so I I see a universe where this could have worked Mm -hmm. but I just don't know what went wrong to me it felt really rushed but I don't know if that's true because she says it's been like months in the work and she had this music video so it was clearly like some time was taken to make it come together Yeah, because I think our first initial reaction was like, oh, they just spliced it together. Even when the music video came out, it it looked like it could have been something that could have been like done within like a week or two. And I'm sure that the graphics and the animation must have taken forever. But with someone who is a pro and that's their full time job, like that would be that'd be what they would work on. But all it really required of Taylor and I Spice is to go into like a studio with a green a green screen and kind of like do you know, lay down like you're you're a mountain like be a, a the um the justice system yeah. I forget her Hermes I don't know what the name of Ego. the I forget what the god of justice is but like every kind of thing was just like green screen and like they were together but it was just felt very like uninvolved yeah. like yeah you know there could, it, yeah, yeah it wasn't the same life. like like it wasn't like it felt like they could have been in different garages filming their parts. Yeah. Like there was no need for them to be together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts? Did you has but it grown on you? We got that, that the picture of them two together. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> has it grown on you? Have you listened to it again? Did you watch the live performances at Foxborough? Um, I did watch the live performances at Foxborough. A lot of people were like, Oh, poor girl, you know, because you know, a lot of people were criticizing Ice Spice. Oh. Like, oh, she looks awkward. Like she's not comfortable. Everyone's like, give her a break. Like I thought it was, I thought <laughs> it was good. Like I spice. Like she has like a really like listening she's to chill, it. I understand yeah. why they try to slow it down because they wanted to kind of like meet that cadence of her voice. She has that really like slow, sultry, mm. like calming um, voice. And so like, they probably wanted to like meet that cadence. Yeah. But I feel like it could have still been like sped up because she's a rapper. That's what she can yeah. do. Uh, but I thought I thought she I thought she did good. Yeah, it's fun to see her out there. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to go from like doing smaller venues to suddenly performing to seventy thousand people. Like, I feel like that would totally. (laughs) I'd be like, "Ah!" (laughs) sensory overload. What's happening? Um, I've only listened to the song twice. So once, yeah, came out, and then um, well, three times. Once when it came out, I watched the the um, the live video of her and Taylor at the tour, and then I watched it. Just, oh yeah, I listen to yeah. just now. So three times. Look at three you. Three times. Yeah, it's more than Elvira's ever gotten. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> more that's not than good. does. I yeah. spice needs like she does. I feel like she deserves more than just yes. A this like yeah. original. Come on, original song. And this was the first song that Taylor had ever collaborated with a black female artist. So yeah. I felt like it just needed more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I have no qualms with Ice Spice. I think she is a really fun artist and I like the pairing of them. It just felt like this was maybe, it could have been better. Like it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if 
if it's like Taylor's too protective of her original or something, but like thinking of like the bleachers feature and Sean Mendez features, like mm-hmm. someone needs to come in and spice things up. Do you know what she should have been on? She should have, she, they should have like paused this and had her be on like a reputation vault track. Like yeah. I really feel like, or repu- even a reputation mix, like a remix reputation. Cause I really feel like that's where I spice would have really like shown. Like they yeah. could have written in something. They could have done something really spectacular there. Mm, yeah. And maybe it is that I'm like too used to like Nicki Minaj or Cardi B features. So I was expecting mm. something different. I'm, I definitely am not as well versed in Ice Spice style. So maybe she and Taylor both appreciated it, but it's definitely like not alternative my favorite. music. So maybe that's where she kind of liked yeah. that lower. I need to listen to her music. Honestly, I've only listened to the the one from uh, on the the track list. Yeah, she goes on. So I need to listen to more of yeah. her music. I just watched her L video. She is just so sweet and just funny and just kind of. I don't know. I, I need to. I need to listen yeah. to her more. I do. Yeah. So it's it's been interesting reading people's readings of her um, her verse in this song. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you want to talk about the music video. Should we like just kind of go through it all? Uh, yeah, we can go through it all. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that we need to like go in depth the music yeah. video. I guess, yeah. Um, what were your feelings on the video? Yeah, so the music video, I kind of said it kind of felt like something that was very like, you know, for Taylor. It, she didn't demand a lot of Taylor eyes by it, so that's not bad. But it was it wasn't a narrative one, which I know that you, you aren't <laughs> a fan struggle. of. Yeah, and it you know there were lots of Easter eggs. It felt like one of those Easter yeah. egg ones where there's a lot of things like Taylor's dressed as a Roman god of justice, karma, um, Roman numeral, numerals of 1989 of the, the justice stand she's standing on, um, the blue and black nail polish by when she's holding the latte or the I don't know what it's called the coffee. She's um, you know looks very similar to 1989 in Reputation music video. Blank space. Look what you made me do with the slick back hair. Mm-hmm. You had like Reputation looks for the cult scene. You had you know oh just a lot of stuff that you know five light bulbs, five seagulls. It was very abstract. So some of, some of it I was like, why is she a mountain? Okay, why <laughs> she was she... just watching Moana. <laughs> yeah, she, I, I guess she's reclaiming the land there. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I did, I, I looked up articles, you know, Easter eggs, and it just, it's not a very deep music video. Yeah. Yeah. It's very visually like, I need to take an edible. And yeah. That's <laughs> what I need to do. I like, I told you, I liked the concept at the beginning. I thought it was going to be like kind of her versus herself, you know, mm-hmm. like that anti hero vibes where she's the good girl skipping down the yellow brick road, but she's also being haunted by this demon worst intentions like bad vibes version of herself and I thought that could have been really interesting with the song like karma where Mm -hmm. she's so insistent that she keeps her side of the street clean but also there's this self-awareness that she's is the anti-hero that she causes problems that she's maybe not shouldn't be left to her own devices like I think there would have been something playful there but it lost me with the rest of its visuals it just kind of it went for the low-hanging fruit. You know, she's singing about, yes. like, karma's a cat, and she's sitting on a cat. And she's like, oh, I take all my friends to the summit, and now I'm a mountain. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. it, it it's visually creative, but it storyboarded isn't 
really that. Yeah. And that's why I kind of feel like it was just like slapped together last minute. Yeah. Minute. And maybe that's, maybe it wasn't the case, but just wasn't something that I was like vibing. For. Yeah. Give me yeah. out of the woods music video over this. <laughs> and that's saying something. I know. I had the same thought. I was like, is Taylor on a mission to make me think style is actually a good music video? <laughs> yes. Yes. Give me style. There you go. <laughs> like, I love it. Oh, but yeah. And then like, honestly, my favorite part is Ice Spice just in the clouds, like facts. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, like, facts. I was like, oh, like, I feel like I am watching like Teletubbies right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what is yeah, going we've seen, on? We've seen too many kids, high contrast YouTube yes. videos to feel like yeah. this is anything. Impressive. Exactly. I'm like, put my daughter in front of it and she's going to really, really like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah oh Um, I mean so like the the difference you know within the song yeah I think they'll like there's like the comment is that girl like like we have that at the intro but then I guess the the big difference is like first two right yeah yeah that's the thing is it's all the same until um I mean that's how features usually go yeah I'll I'll give her that but Yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah Ice Spice comes in verse two um like, cause the whole song is basically like she's saying karma does this, karma does this. Like, karma is the god, karma is the breeze. Like, this is what karma is doing to you. And then in this second verse where Ice Spice comes in, it's like, oh, I'm actually like karma. Like, I'm bouncing those checks. I'm yeah. doing. It's like karma's doing all this bad stuff to you. This is what karma's doing to me. Oh, interesting. So you think it's like. Well, because you have like karma so, is the karma's a relaxing thought, karma's a breeze in my hair, and then karma's bouncing your check, karma's house <laughs> on fire. Like it's just kind of the opposite oh, of like yeah, what yeah. karma's doing to me versus what karma is doing to oh, you. Right, right, right. You don't yeah. keep your the side of yeah. history clean. And it's saying she, like she about to pop up out and announce. So kind of like, you know. So Ice Spice so is like terrible. singing to some unknown enemy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm coming for you because I have good karma and you don't. Yeah. So she says. Karma is your checks about to bounce. Damn, karma is a fire in your house. Grah. And she about to pop up unannounced like, and she never leaving you alone. Damn, watch her put you ops on a throne. Got you waving pretty white flags, feeling for that cash, thinking it'll save you. Now you're switching up your behavior. It's okay, baby. You ain't got to worry. Karma never gets lazy. So I keep my head up, my bread up. I won't let up, never. Promise that you'll never endeavor with none lesser ever, ever. I be dragging that wagon. Karma is a beauty winning that pageant. <laughs> do, do, do you think she wrote this or do you think like Taylor gave her like I don't know if Taylor wrote it but do you think Taylor's like <laughs> yeah, okay this is my thoughts I want to you know I want you because like giving you pretty white flags fiend for that cash like is this you know thinking it'll save you now you got to switch up your behavior is that di- directly thrown at someone from I spice it from Taylor I know that's the course, yeah you sent me that mind. reading of like Oh, sorry. You froze and oh. I talked over you. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think about that video you sent me where it's like karma. I mean, Ice Spice is singing to Taylor. Like she's mm-hmm. like using this chance to like drive a knife in her back, like being like, actually, it's coming for you, bitch. <laughs> um, I don't know if I like agree with that per se. I do think Ice Spice wrote this. I think yeah. it's her perspective on karma, which is in this song, like a little bit more 
like vicious. Like I like how you pointed it out. Taylor's singing about like, isn't karma nice to me? And Ice Spice is like, I can't wait to see what karma does to your yeah. <laughs> trick ass. Like, you're poor, you're yeah. losing your house. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting visuals. Um, and I I'm not like mad at it. Like I think it's well written, you know, but it's just like it is kind of I like the I like the kind of tension there where it's like, you know, you can sing about this like pretty yellow brick road side of karma, but it always comes at a cost. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, isn't it kind of anti-karmic to be like excited for that? But mm-hmm. and so I think Ice Spice kind of pulls the curtain back more on that like complexity of the argument where it's like, sure, you're you're doing good, but wishing karma on someone. Mm-hmm. might bring it back to you, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think it's like, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I thought maybe this would be a chance for her to rewrite the bridge where she sings about karma's the guy on the screen coming straight home to me, um, which she didn't. It stays pretty much the same mm-hmm. throughout that. I mean, in the music video at the very end when she um, walks into her house, kind of brings it back to, like, a normal setting, there's a guy on, like, fuzzy, like, either on the screen or in the – it's not on the screen, but it's in the background sitting down, and the guy definitely does not have blonde hair, has yeah. dark hair. Like, it's definitely, like, someone completely different than Joe. And yeah. so maybe she took the, the music video to kind of, like, erase him from the narrative. And it's also, like, if it's Taylor Swift, like, she's going to probably be dating anyone that's famous. Like, it can kind of, like, relate to anybody. Like, you're going to open up, you know, you can see a live stream of Maddie. You're going to see, like, all these other guys that she's dating that are going to be famous and on the screen. So it can kind of relate to anyone she's dating in the future, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm just trying to see, like, what else Ice Spice adds. But it's really just that verse. And then she sings, like, some dams and gras. And then she says facts. Mm -hmm. And... And nothing else, right? Yeah, that's all. Karma. Karma's gonna hold you down. That's in the original, right? Yeah, karma's gonna hold you down. Karma is a you down. Please. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I. It's fine. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's, it's a. Fine. It's a C. C minus yeah. for oh, me. Definitely. Yeah, it's like I've only listened to it like three times, and yeah. two of those times was because I felt like I had to. Yeah, it doesn't, like, elevate the song. Um, I It's not like I'd be mad if Ice Spice kept showing up on tour. It's not like it would ruin the finale for me. But it's just, like, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. kind of forgettable. Um, doesn't really stand out. And, um, you know, you get the chills of you forgive, you forget, but you never let it go in bad blood. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have that moment here. It's just facts. Which I mean, a lot of people are using facts, facts. on TikTok. So <laughs> you're right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not factoring in the importance of a TikTok soundbite. So yeah. honestly, good on Taylor and Ice Spice for for recognizing that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy it's working out for them. <laughs> Although they don't get the money for that. Yeah, <laughs> not on TikTok. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, that's that. That's right? that. All <laughs> done. Okay, and I know. Week. I I don't know. I haven't dared check our emails or our reviews because I feel like a lot of people are going to be mad at me for my feelings on Maddie and my 
confusion around Taylor, but no hate on emails um, at all. And then, I mean, the only like, the, I don't look at our reviews because it scares me too. Um, <laughs> but the only thing we got like a mean comment was, um, or, you know, was about our Oh yeah, I didn't do my that research. Age. That's so, right. Yeah. My bad. Um, yes. I do feel like I did my research, but people can disagree with my takeaways from that exactly. research. Um, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, the, the nightmare is over. They are broken up and I hope it sticks. And honestly... I'm all for Taylor staying single. I know she's she loves a relationship, and I get that. But I hope she dates around, even if she turns into Leonardo DiCaprio kind of summer where everyone she's photographed with is accused of dating her. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Like, give me that 1989. Yes. <laughs> I would love that. I love that. I love 1989. I think that'll be a great, great. Yeah. More girl gang. Um, great song. Curious to see who Emma's – which Emma's this is about. I mean, it seems like Emma's you know, Is it a fictional Emma? Maybe it's a fictional Emma. Maybe it's Taylor's finally coming out. Uh, Happy Pride. (laughs) But we'll be back next week to go into You're Losing Me from the Vault. Mm -hmm. Um, Only available on hard copy. So hopefully everyone's listened to it somehow. (laughs) I have. Yeah. I think everyone has listened to it. There are ways. Yeah. (laughs) But until then, you can get us, find us on social media at SwiftishPod.com. 13 on Twitter, Swiftish Podcast on Instagram and um, TikTok and um, Millennial Swifty if you want some real some real if art you, as well. If you want to <laughs> see one of my TikToks that has 7.5 million views. Yeah, exactly. Go give go give her a few more hundred thousand. Tell, tell, and tell me everything <laughs> that's wrong about the video, please. Until next time, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor, you were losing me, but... I'm coming back around. I don't know. (laughs) Step by step. Yeah.